0: welcome back to cold case tuesdays what is up everyone how's everyone doing tonight good well that's good and today's state that we're looking at is the state of idaho we're cruising baby we are cruising along just that's how we do it you guys haven't listened to last week's episode last tuesday's episode pretty sad I'm gonna be honest just like all of these all of these are sad you know why wouldn't they but like I said today's state that we are looking at is the state of Idaho and the case that we are looking at is the suspicious death of Joseph Smedley a suspicious suicide leaves the family wanting more answers and I and this is on uncovered.com so You know, just so, you know, if whoever's listening sees it, you know, they know where my information's coming from, but let's get started. Alrighty. So Joseph Smedley was attending IU in 2015 when he mysteriously died after sending a strange text message to his sister. Joseph's sister has announced that she has wrapped a project with investigation discovery to bring more attention to her brother's case. Could a petition to reopen the case of Joseph Smedley's suspicious death finally give his family the answers they have been seeking for nearly a decade? Who knows? In September of 2015... Joseph Williams Medley II was a 20-year-old sophomore biochemistry major at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, when he disappeared and was later found dead in a lake near the school's campus. Prior to his death, Joseph was a good student, getting A's and B's in his freshman year, he, who was more interested in a career as a pharmacist, and he had recently joined the Sigma Pi fraternity. Before attending IU, Joseph played trombone and wrestled in high school, and he was close with his older sister, Vivian. One of his friends described Joseph as someone who sent positive vibes wherever he went and had a number of close friends. She also said he was extremely intelligent and a great friend to have. When Joseph's sisters, Vivian, was the one who reported him missing on September 28th, 2015. At 4.15 a.m. that morning, she received a strange text from Joseph's phone saying that he loved her and that he was planning to leave the country. The text also said she should try not to contact him, but he would get in touch after he was settled overseas. At first, she thought he might be joking, but when he didn't respond to her attempts to reach him, she got worried and contacted the police. And so this is what the, this is how the text says, this is Vivian. Okay, cool. So are you going to move back or did you find a replacement? And then this is, uh, um, Joseph says, Viv, I love you. I'm leaving the country by not telling you why I'm keeping you safe and protected. Please don't try to contact me at this number. It won't work. I'll contact you once I'm set up overseas. Thank you for everything, Viv. I love you and I'm sorry. And then she said, LOL, shut up. Make sure you pay that apartment. When investigators spoke with Joseph's roommates, who were also his fraternity brothers, the roommates claimed to have seen last seen Joseph late the night before on September 27th, 2015. According to their story, they went to Griffey Lake with Joseph to try to see a lunar eclipse called a blood moon. But due to cloud cover, they couldn't see much and returned to the fraternity house. The roommates said that everyone went to their separate rooms before midnight, and that was the last time they saw Joseph. A search of Joseph's room at the frat house revealed that most of his possessions were still there, but his cell phone was missing. There was also a handwritten note with a message similar to the cryptic text Vivian received. Stating that Joseph would leave in the country and his roommates shouldn't contact him, the note was signed, Smedley. But Joseph's frat brother said they usually call them. And this is the writing that he said. Had to leave country. Don't try to contact me via cell. It won't work. We'll contact you once set up overseas. Smedley. After seeing the note, Vivian stated that she didn't think it looked like Joseph's handwriting. She noted that it appeared to be written by a left-handed person. But Joseph was right-handed. It is also notable that Joseph did not have a known passport at the time, so international travel would have been difficult. In addition, according to Vivian, it was out of character for Joseph to skip out on responsibilities such as his college studies and the rent payment he owed on previous residence, for which Vivian had co-signed. And this is the day Joseph's remains were discovered. Around 7 p.m. on October 2nd, a couple of fishermen found a body in Griffey Lake, also known as Griffey Reservoir, which is approximately three miles north of the IU campus. The next day, law enforcement officials confirmed that the body was Joseph Smedley. His body was found face up in water that was only about three feet deep, floating approximately 10 feet from shore, with more than 60 pounds of rock and a backpack strapped to his chest. After a brief investigation by police and an autopsy, the Monroe County coroner ruled that Joseph's cause of death was drowning, and his manner of death was suicide. A toxicology report showed that Joseph had both THC and alcohol in his system at the time of his death. Police did not at the time and still do not believe foul play was involved. In contrast, Vivian and other loved ones did not then, and still do not, agree with the coroner's determination. For one thing, Vivian thought it was odd that Joseph could have drowned in such shallow water because he was a strong swimmer. She also asserted that it is not uncommon for cases in which the victim is a person of color to receive less media coverage and fewer investigative resources than cases of white victims a factor that could have potentially contributed to how her brother's death was treated. There's also the fact that Joseph's Twitter account profile displays this description. If found dead in police custody, it wasn't suicide. It's unclear when the description was posted or by whom. But if Joseph himself published the message, did he have reason to suspect he might be a target or was it merely an eerie coincidence? The case is considered closed by law enforcement, but Joseph's family has not given up their fight for justices and answers. The family recently raised more than $10,000 via GoFundMe to hire an attorney and a private investigator to continue looking into the circumstances surrounding Joseph's death. Part of their work includes enabling a forensic pathologist hired by the family to complete a second autopsy. His initial findings showed hemorrhaging in Joseph's back that did not seem consistent with suicide. But the the pathologist cannot finalize his report without more information from police files. So far, the Bloomington Police Department has refused to cooperate with the family's requests for information. An An interesting note about the Sigma Pi fraternity that Joseph had pledged as of April 2021, The IU chapter was suspended until at least August 2023. So they're still suspended for hazing, endangering others, dishonest conduct, and failure to comply with the university and county directives. There's no evidence that Joseph's death had anything to do with his involvement in the fraternity, but the recent pattern of disregard for basic safety by the fraternity chapter is noteworthy. As of September 2021, there was a $1,000 reward for any information leading to the reopening of Joseph's case. There is also an active petition to reopen the case, which anyone can sign by visiting Joseph's page on change.org. Anyone with information regarding Joseph Smedley's death should submit a tip via the Justice for Joseph Facebook page or by contacting the Bloomington Police Department at 812 339 Again, if you ever need to look at any of the information, the date he went missing was September 28th of 2015. He was found October 2nd of 2015. His birthday is March 27th of 1995. He was 20 at the age of his death. His race was African American slash black. And his gender was male.